Welcome to episode 37 of the Just Happy to Be Here podcast. It's me, Tanner, and I'm just happy to be here. Earlier this week, I was listening to a podcast, and from the very beginning, they were asking their listeners to subscribe, to share, to leave a review. Now, now I've said all of those things before, but not today, not on this episode. No, no, just relax. Have, have a seat, stay a while. We are just happy to be here, and we are just happy to have you here. So with that, here is episode 37 of the Just Happy to Be Here podcast. Did you ever watch the show Duck Dynasty? Oh yeah, dude. I Several years, I, I didn't think I'd ever get into it, and I got way into it for a little while. But yes, the answer, short answer is yes. I went through a phase, and I think a lot of people go through the the Duck Dynasty phase, or at yeah. least at one time there was. But I thought it was the funniest show. Now I was also <laughs> yeah. I was also living in northern Wisconsin at the time, mm. and I know that the show is set in what is it, Louisiana? Yeah, but yeah. they're da- but they're down south. But there's you know it's like there's something about the the south part of america and the north part of america where there's like these this overlaps like if there was a venn diagram they would definitely overlap at some point and i think it's a lot of like um ways that they view the outdoors yeah uh where it's like we are gonna hunt and we're gonna work camouflage and that's (laughs) what i felt like i was i was surrounded by um but i got really into the show and i was like oh i maybe i could be an outdoorsman (laughs) (laughs) turns out I cannot be one. I cannot not, be an outdoorsman. It's not that wasn't who I was created to be. It wasn't <laughs> created to be. But wouldn't they always say, "Now we're cooking with oil"? Oh, now we're that's cooking, a, I think that was one of the quotes. Was Maybe it? That's something. I, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. I do not remember. I have zero recollection of that. I'm no help to you right now. Have you? So I asked Sarah this question the other day because we were just kind of we were talking. That's yeah. what you do. You know, you just, you just talk. Just talk. Uh, it's basically it's basically a, a podcast without the microphones. And... <laughs> what? But what we started concept. we started do <laughs> we started doing this thing where I'm like we're all like look at her and be like, hey, ask me a question. And I know it gives her great anxiety, but I <laughs> want to know if she has a question for me. And so as she was coming up with a question to ask me, uh, which was a good question, and I'll tell you about that in a minute. But I asked her. I said, hey, of all the TV shows that we've watched during quarantine. What is, what's one that you would, like, be part of, like for a, for a season, <laughs> like for a year, like for a year of your life, like what's a TV show that we watch during quarantine that you would be part of? Yeah. And then we started talking about all the different TV shows that we watched, and we got more and more embarrassed. But what were we supposed to do? We were, <laughs> we were locked in home at home, you know. We were locked at home, and she she watched a lot of like um, like older like set in times before cell phones and cars and probably shingles uh but like old (laughs) english type stuff yeah Um, and she's like that's exactly what it's called yeah and as you can tell i watched a lot of it with her but it was like yeah it was period stuff and i would like i would walk out of my office and she'd be watching something and i'd be like okay just let me know when that's over and watch (laughs) watch something together yeah 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 yeah. Oh man. That's yeah, so it's, good. yeah. Yeah, but I I don't think I would ever want to live the Duck Dynasty life. I just don't think that's for me. I think that Louisiana, well, I've actually experienced Louisiana heat. The Louisiana like 
swamp heat enough uh, alone, excuse me, alone would just be too much, I think. I think I'd just walk outside and be like, what, what's the what po- am I doing here? What's, what's the point of showering? <laughs> you know? like, there's just like, like no, there's no point. Like how I was growing up in Florida in the summer, you take a shower, you walk outside, you'd be like, well, that was useless. yeah never doing that again yeah it was terrible what a mistake Um, yes okay but the um question that sarah asked me is uh what what would your self 10 years from now tell you or what would you Mm. want oh what would you want your self 10 years from now to tell you today yeah what's like what's one thing and i was like that's really good um and I was basically just like, hey, what's going to happen with GameStop stock? You know? so, <laughs> yeah. What's going to happen with GameStop? You know, What is going to happen with GameStop? What's going to happen with GameStop? That's the question yeah. on everybody's mind right now. I've been wondering. I'll, I, I've been spending a little bit too much time on Twitter, and I'm mostly just looking at graphs. And anytime <laughs> I look at a graph, I just feel like I should be wearing a suit. You know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I, I'm way underdressed for what I'm reading right now. Yeah, I'm way underdressed for the graphs. Let me get out my monocle and check this out a little bit closer. Yes, yes. Let me oh, pack man. my pipe and really get into it. Yeah, but I just I have no idea really what's going on. I've read a lot of articles, and afterwards I'm like, well, I think that almost makes sense. So I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay away from it, and um, just that's how it's gonna be, you know? Yeah. Um, I. But I did see a funny a funny tweet where someone was like, okay, so the GameStop stock right now is at like $300 a share, but if you take that to GameStop, they'll buy it for you for $12. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like, that's, a good, that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, I, hey. Yes. Oh, no, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, I also saw a tweet, which is rare for me because I'm not on Twitter, so I have to catch it like second or third hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, it's from people I would like to someday call friends, are hopefully potential friends over at Middle Class Fancy. Um, uh, and they, uh, they, they captured someone's tweet and posted it, and it says, I know this GameStop stuff is funny, but you have to remember this is hurting real people who own multiple boats. I saw that one too. <laughs> That's so cool. You know what? I like the way that you use Twitter. The way that you use Twitter is the same way that I use TikTok. Yeah. Like if, it's, if it's good enough on if it's good enough for TikTok, it's gonna make its way onto yep. Instagram. Exactly and if it makes right. its way onto Instagram, then it must be funny or <laughs> something that I just don't understand. Yeah. Um, I tried to get into TikTok, and it is a for me, it was a dumpster fire. Mm. Conf- just, it, it was one of those things that actually made me feel old. Ooh, yeah, and and that's a terrible feeling. Mm. Not a not 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 a great feeling to feel old. <laughs> speaking yeah. of old, speaking of old Taylor. Speaking of it, let's speak. The month of, of the the month of January is almost over. Yeah, it is. It's the twenty eighth day of January. Now, that... as professional podcasters, mm-hmm, we are inclined to say we're bound by contract to say something along the lines of, "I can't believe this month's almost over." Where is the time gone? Can you yeah. believe it's almost February? But we're not we're not in February yet. Mm-hmm. It's January 28th and there are three things that we should be celebrating today. There's a slew of things that we need There's to be celebrating slew. today. And not discounting for a second just because we're this close to February. No, no, no. We we want to honor February 
in any every every way possible. Um, but today, today national, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do this out of order. Okay, mm, let's get it different different from what it says on the doc. Theater of the minds. Today's national have fun at work day. Oh, Taylor, did cool. you have did you have did you have fun at work today? Had some fun at work today. Yes, I can say that. Well, we celebrated well. I stopped working and took pancake on a walk and we had fun um today is also national kazoo day Mm. did you happen to play your kazoo i did not but a couple weeks ago my wife and i were walking through the mall and there was a large group of i'm gonna say younger high schoolers playing a lot of kazoos and it was not enjoyable i (laughs) have to say i'm sorry i'm not doing kazoo day any sort of justice Oh, yeah. Well, I don't think anybody should really, you know, celebrate Kazoo Day with an actual kazoo. Uh, <laughs> just a terrible noise. It's yeah. just awful. It's not It's not pleasant. But it has its own national day. Yeah, it does. Right? Like, no, All right. Anyway, let's move on to that, because here's a real thing worth celebrating. Mm, Today right. is is National Blueberry Pancake Day. Oh, and yes. I wish I wish I had read this sooner, because... We would be having blueberry pancakes for dinner because I want to celebrate. This is, you know. Yes. I just want to celebrate blueberry pancakes. If you, now, this is a question that I have for you that I'm mm. going to ask right now. Yeah, throw it. What's your What's your perfect pancake? Oh, boy. I didn't know it was going to be that hard. Um, and it, and it, it can't just be plain buttermilk. Right. To be honest, I really just enjoy buttermilk pancakes. Just good yeah, ones. I do. I do, too. Good buttermilk pancakes hard to beat um but you're you're putting me on the spot um i'm gonna say um man i love me some chocolate chip pancakes yes yes yeah it's it's tops it's tops right there from from where do you have like a favorite Mm. um well my wife makes some killer chocolate chip pancakes um, but honestly, from like a place, I don't know that I can think of one off the top of my head. Uh, but I, love... I know that you said don't mention don't buttermilk pancakes. Well, I'm not, I'm trying not to, but buttermilk pancakes, great over at, at the Cracker Barrel. That's what I'm going to say. Ooh, man. That was the Cracker Barrel was like the place that my family always went to. Mm-hmm. on road like on road trips yep be like where are we st-? and it was and there were days where we would go for breakfast and then again for dinner and yeah. it was like you know what i didn't know any better and i was like well i'll have pancakes for breakfast and for dinner and you can imagine what i looked like as a 12 year old like i i actually looked like i was just a, a big old pancake um <laughs> but well tanner i'm gonna throw the question back at you for a second favorite pancake well I, well, I only asked you so that you would ask me. So, right. Right. I, of course, professional okay, podcasters. So professional podcasters. So we lived in Austin, Texas, and many a times, yes. uh, sometimes after evening worship, we would go to a place called Kirby Lane. Yes, we would. Oh. And Kirby Lane had, and you're you might have to re- help refresh my memory, but they had like, it was chicken and waffles, but it was chicken on pancakes, right? And yes. but it had this like buffalo swirl on it yes and it it somehow it somehow worked Mm -hmm. now i don't like again just i'm I'm good with with plain buttermilk pancakes 
They're yep. fine. Just give me a lot of syrup and maybe crunch up some bacon and put it on top too. I'm not yes. going to be mad about that. Yes. But not at all. I only had this one time and I don't think I need to have it twice. But I liked it, but I knew it was just, you know, this was where addiction really kicked in because uh, <laughs> I liked it so much. Yeah, yeah. But it was just, it was fried chicken, uh, but like buffalo fried chicken on pancakes with like just a bunch of syrup. Mm. And I can't be mad about that. No. Couldn't be mad about it. And it makes me want to drive to Austin just to have <laughs> that. It does. Yeah. But oh, man. Yeah, so anyways, uh, all that to say, happy National Blueberry Pancake Day, everyone. Yeah. Everybody. It's a good, what a good day. day. It's a good day to have a good day. It is. And it's a good day to talk about other pancakes that are not blueberry pancakes, which is what we just spent five minutes doing. <laughs> as as most professional podcasters do. Right. right. Yeah, We. I mean, you wouldn't be coming to this podcast if you thought you were going to get anything less. So You want... When you come to this podcast, you want smooth transitions, mm-hmm. honest conversation, yep, and you know some sort of joke that almost lands correctly. Anyways, let's let's <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Earlier earlier today, and you and I will talk about the podcast from now every now and again. But for the most yep. most times, we just kind of hop on and say, "Hey, this is something I googled, and it's National Whatever Day." And we just kind of fill in the gaps. But earlier today, yep. you sent me a text, and you said, hey, "I want to talk about." Uh, Psalm 78. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I would say, well, let's just read Psalm, read Psalm 78. But it turns out there are 72 verses. It's a lengthy so, one. It's a lengthy one. Um, but it's a good one. It it's is. a good one. Yeah. Well, and what I love about, two, there are two main things I love about Psalm 78 and that we do see, we see reflected throughout the Psalms, these things that are happening. But it's a Psalm of Asaph. Um, one of the more prolific psalmists, and he uh, he he does. I mean, t- he, I mean, he's he's no David. No, he's know? hey like, hey he's, hey. Nobody's he's, nobody can out David. David. He, he's no David. And, and to the for those who are listening, you don't need to pause the podcast to go listen to Psalm seventy eight. You just no. have to. But you can you can read it later. That's all, that's all I'm going to say. Yes. But yeah, uh, yeah. He's no David. He's no David. He's, he's no, no David. David. He's no David. But he he's got some out there. Uh, he's got some work out there. Um, but, uh, uh, Psalm 78 located in book three of the Psalms. Um, he does two big things that I really, really like and, and Tanner that I see show up for us frequently as writers. And I want to be quick to say that we are not comparing ourselves to the Psalmists. Uh, <laughs> real, well, real quick. Well, yeah, we shouldn't say that. But also, we're in the same room as them, I would say. Well, we're at least in the hallway to the room that they're sitting in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And and where we where we want to look at these two big things is there's plenty of modeling after to be had here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what Asaph does is, and he even like says it outright in some spots um, in this psalm, but he he kind of gives through and 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 you said this well earlier tanner it's like a big recap where mm-hmm. one and, and it's addressing to the next generation specifically and asaph kind of rolls through just like a really a big history of israel recapping mm-hmm. all of what god has done for israel up to that mm-hmm. point ways he key ways and i shouldn't say all he's summarizing 
but key ways that God has held true to his promises. Um, and uh, so he's recalling this for the next generation, but he's also recalling it for himself. We see David do this a lot. We see the sons of Korah do this a lot, um, where they will recount for themselves, especially in the midst of difficulty, things that God has done. And they're writing about this, and they're giving God praise and giving God glory uh, through writing. And so those two big things, recapping as, as something to be passed on, this is what God has done uh, for them. Culturally, it would have been a bit of a different thing than maybe we would use it for, because uh, it's a, it would just be a quick, awesome, great exposure, singable, re, uh, easily yeah. readable thing that they could go, man, I didn't experience that, but look at this rich history of what God has done. And then also for our uh, for our own souls, uh, being able to recap in our lives what God has done. Uh, and so, Tanner, out of that, where do you think in your writing, uh, and maybe you want to talk about you know, the process or certain poems that come to mind uh, where you, you kind of dig into that concept of just really recounting what the Lord has done. Well, so as you were talking, something that kind of came up is, you know, like, you know, understanding why do you do what you do? Yeah. And then also, I really love that. And, and the Psalms were not just, I mean, they wrote them also, I have to believe for themselves. Right. Yeah. And we see that a lot with David where he's wrestling with something personal and he puts it into words. And I, I, I mean, clearly I connect with that. And then yeah. in this as well, um, what he does is he, I mean, he's basically remembering the truth that he knows, um, historical truth and um, biblical truth. And he's putting that into words that he can resonate and reflect upon. Hmm. And I see, I see that throughout my work and, and yours as well, where, you know, I'm taking the things that um, I'm wrestling with deep down, but I'm also writing down the things that I know to be true, hmm. uh, which yep. he does, you know, looking back at, you know, Israel, I, I did the same thing with, in, in a lot of my writing, it's like, well, Jesus did this. And it's like, yeah, we know that, but like, I need to write it again to remember it. You yeah, know, it's, good. Um, it's, it's like the same reason why, um, you know, most church services, most worship gatherings are very similar week to week because we need to remember the truth and we need yeah. to be centered around it. And there's only so many different ways that you can present it. Um, yeah. But like, I often forget the truth that I, that I know deep down. And so I need to write these reminders out and I need to um, put it into a context where I can just kind of hold it in my own hands. And so as I, as I was reading through Psalm 78, I could kind of see that happening now. Obviously, the Bible is, you know, holy and inspired by God. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that in itself is just powerful and beautiful. Um, but I also think that God, you know, clearly created us to also create things. Yeah. Um, in our own unique way. So it's like not just limited to those who write, but you know, it shows up in almost everything that we do, right. Mm -hmm. Being a reflection of what he does. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about you, man? Yeah. I, you know, as I was thinking through this, uh, and just reading it the other day and having these things kind of hit me and wash over me, I, I was thinking through, just kind of the importance of like I, for instance, uh, have been told like tons and tons and tons of times um, 
to journal and get in the habit mm-hmm. of journaling. Do, you're a journaler, aren't you? I am a. I I'll, I'll journal in spurts. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I want to be a more consistent human being in just about every area of my life. <laughs> and yeah. I have been so inconsistent at being consistent at being consistent. I I, I lost that. myself in that sentence, but uh, <laughs> but I all that to say I journal here and there. Yeah. But I am quick to say that it's good and you should do it. Yes. Yeah, like running. I, well, eating right. vegetables, not running. <laughs> running hurts. I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, and I would be just as quick to say, do do it if you don't already. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I myself, I, I hope to, I aspire to be like a journaler someday. Um, I, I see the value in it. But as for today, Taylor today um, is not in a, in a good habit of journaling. I'll like look and dig into old notebooks where I've taken like notes on sermons or whatever. And I'll be like, Hey, I decided to journal for two days. Um, and, uh, but I know that through songwriting, um, songwriting has been an incredible outlet for this kind of thing to flesh out where, um, things that I sing and play through and things that I write down, um, it's, it's, it's been an incredible opportunity and some stuff that I think will probably never see the light of day in terms of like a release or whatever. Um, but just in terms of it really helps me in just writing some things down to put things in perspective for one, um, put things in perspective and process them through the word of God. Because typically what I like to do if I'm writing out of something personal, especially is, and I see the psalmist doing this a lot as well, where they will they'll write about what they're going through, just like you were talking about, Tanner, and then they try to remind themselves, like we're talking about, with a truth of God's word, something true about the history, particularly for them, the history of Israel, uh, God being true to his promises. And so to see um, like that play out situationally as I'm writing that down and then going back and seeing what I've gone through and going, man, I see now on the back end, I'm able to go back and kind of see on the back end, God was doing this, God was doing this. Probably plenty of it is still mysterious. Um, but then In a being, beautiful way, for in sure. In a beautiful way, yeah. Always. Always. Um, we're not supposed to know everything. That would be crazy and we would be God. Uh, and that sounds terrifying. It sounds like um, a lot of. It also sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, not something I've seen. Bruce Almighty. I see how it goes. It doesn't go well. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and being able to to look back and see what I was going through, being able to yeah. process it through. Uh, I guess being on the other the other side of it. Sometimes years on the other side of it. And then mm-hmm. processing it through kind of the ever true word of God and, and watch that speak to it, sometimes in real time, sometimes on the back end. And it's, you just, at least for me, I'm kind of put in this place of just being overwhelmed. I've also off, often had a lot of emotional moments out of this where yeah. I remember um, 
you know, maybe something very, very difficult was happening and, and I'll just remember the grace of God and remember his working through it and, and seeing where I am now and um, creating those opportunities is huge and writing just provides such a detailed and specific way to do that. We, we also see it happening in the Ebenezer stones, the stones of remembrance in the Old Testament where you see Jacob doing that, you see the people of Israel doing that as they cross the Jordan and uh, just writing is such a cool way to provide reminders for yourself, even if it's something that never sees the light of day. And that's yeah. Yeah. And what he's and what he's doing in, in like in this Psalm, it's almost as if he is learning from the past and teaching for the future. Yeah. And I think that's what one of the reasons why I think it's so it's so important to write is it all you know it gives you something to look back and, and read, um, yeah. but it also helps you think through kind of what's happening right now, mm, and it's, yeah. and you kind of get to be your own teacher, um, and 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 you had said something earlier about just some of the things that you've written it it, it was just really for yourself it wasn't to yep. release as a song or a single or anything like that it was just kind of for you and you get to keep that between you and God and there is something so freeing just about writing mm-hmm. or just about writing down the things that you know to be true yeah uh, there's some sort of peace that that comes when that happens um, and it's, so when I go to schools or talk with kids about poetry I encourage them yeah they should write poetry also mostly mm. because it's mostly because it's super cool yeah but like it allows you to take the things that you know inside of you and put it into your own words. And I think that's, there's some, there's some sort of um, therapeutic happening, therapeutic healing that takes place when you do that. Yeah. Um, Just allows you to kind of clear yourself out a little bit. Uh, But then when you're writing prayers or you're writing um, notes to God, or even just things that you need to be true, like in some ways, isn't that a prayer? Uh, Mm. In some ways, isn't that worship? And I think, um, I don't know. I, yes. So if, if journaling was a Yelp page, five, <laughs> five out of five yes. would recommend, would recommend. Yes. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I, I also, and I, I won't spend a ton of time on this, but I thought just the concept too of writing something to pass on to the next oh, generation. Yeah. Um, and I thought about in this moment for right now, right now it's a little bit or a lot of it theory and not <laughs> experience, but just I was thinking about what it would be like potentially, you know, whether uh, you know my my wife and I whether we're able to have biological kids or uh, and and we would love to have our own kids someday and adopt and foster. It's something that's kind of all on our hearts and minds, uh, and we would love it. We, but uh, however it comes, but uh, being able to sing those things possibly over my kids or have that kind of this physical thing to direct them to where it's like the Lord has shown up in your dad's life. The, mm-hmm. the Lord has uh, shown up in these situations. I see what you're going through right now. Um, and if this can be a help to you, if this, if, if looking at how the Lord has worked in these situations, yeah, um, you know, I, I, in theory to me, and certainly, you know, Asaph thought that was, <laughs> thought that was important to pass on to the next generation. I think that would be <laughs> really cool. Do you, do you think that this is 
kind of turning the conversation just a little bit off of God and towards us, which I guess that's just a human flaw. But <laughs> do, would you, do you want to do that for your kids? Because that's something that you would have wanted for yourself as well. Um, sure. I mean, I, th- that's a weird I, question. I, I think, would edit that well, out, but I'm not editing it out. But I, I think about that yeah, sometimes I mean, of like, I want to, I want to do things for our kids and it's because it wasn't done for me as a child. Mm. Not that there was anything wrong with my upbringing by any means, yeah. but it's like, oh, I would want more like family history or more like in depth as to what was life like when I was three or something. Mm. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so I might, I might detail the my my children's childhood. Uh, and now we have we have so many ways to do it. Like my oh, mom yeah. didn't have my mom didn't have an iPhone, right? <laughs> didn't have yeah. that. Um, but just kind of have those things be like, okay, this is what was happening. This is what was going on when you were when you were this age and look how you've grown. But this was also the things that we were learning as a family um, yeah. in ways that God was was doing stuff. And so um, I look forward to passing those things on. So that's why that's why I asked you. In yeah. But yeah, we're also, you know, we're also uh, quite sensitive human beings who enjoy th- uh, stuff from the past that strikes some sort of nostalgic chord deep within us. Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> and I, and I would say like, you know, I said, I know I said, sure, which is a very uncom uh, not confident <laughs> answer. It's quite but, possibly uh, one of the worst answers. you've given. <laughs> hey, hey, are you, are you hungry? Sure. Sure. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it for a hey, second. Hey, do you, do you want to get married? Sure. Oh, you sure. Hate me. I know you don't want to. <laughs> I know you have no other options. Hey, um, do you want to read Psalm 78? Sure. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, you don't want to read it. I know you don't. You're a, you're a Psalm 23 person. I know you are. <laughs> uh, well, no, and and I, I think it just took you talking through that a little bit too to be like, yeah, I, th- I think that is something that I would have craved as mm-hmm. uh, as a kid. And, um, you know, because I, I can remember trying to songwrite very early and to have something communicated to me in that way, I think would have been very special because it's music was something that I connected with my mom on. Uh, she was mm-hmm. always singing, playing. She did a little bit of songwriting herself. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I think that that's absolutely connected. Um, and I, I, I think that just thinking through it uh, kind of initially woke up in me from just reading through this psalm and, and kind of thinking about this as a way to pass um, this kind of personal history, or in their case, again, a culture, a, a nation history of God working um, and, uh, and and being true to his promises. And so that that was a really fascinating thing to me. That's awesome. Hey, I'm going to do a rough transition and go right into... Rough transition. Professional podcasters, man. Professional podcasters. Um, Taylor, I've had this burning question deep within my soul for the last Ooh. week. I yeah. just, you know, I want to know what's something that you Googled recently. <laughs> That's so weird because, and I don't want to spoil it. I've got a really similar question. You know what? I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it. No more. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll answer your question first. Um, so something that I Googled this week was something called Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Des Moines. Um, now, uh, 
uh, context. And I feel like I always say that. I do always. I don't just feel like it. I do always say context to provide context. You get you're it. Context, People know it. You're, you're a context kind of guy. People I know like what it. context is. I don't have to say that word. But yeah. Um, so Gracie Jiu-Jitsu uh, is something that I've always... And it's, and it's kind of like a pocket of a larger umbrella called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Um, and uh, I... I was first introduced to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu by um, my dad, who would watch UFC, which is now blown up to what it is now, which is kind of a crazy thing. But and and now it's mixed martial arts, uh, and the way that that's defined is like as a fighter, you have to have like striking and grappling and be this fully rounded kind of martial artist if you're going to have any success but how it started back in like the early 90s or something late 80s possibly um was that mixed martial arts was defined as they had these events in the early ufc days where just all these different people with all these different martial arts backgrounds would fight each other in in a crazy tournament style that i think happened on one night uh so you could fight like five up to five people in a single night from all these different martial arts backgrounds and and like back in that time if you were you know if you were a brazilian jiu-jitsu guy you were the brazilian jiu-jitsu guy you had nothing else if you were the uh the muay thai kickboxing guy that was you were that's it that's all you had uh if you were the karate guy that's all you had you get it if you were the if you were the karate kid if you were the karate forever (laughs) uh you would wax stuff um but uh so that's how it started, and that's how I was introduced to it. And this guy from Brazil named Hoist Gracie huh. uh, would do something called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and specifically kind of, again, their little pocket of it which, with some nuances that I don't really understand yet. Um, they uh, He would go in, and he would do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu against guys who were like, sometimes he fought this guy named Tank Abbott, who was Mm. literally like twice his size in every way. And he would just, he would beat him. And just like he would tie, he would just like slowly, slowly work this, work this guy. And like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is like a lot of grappling and and, uh, uh, messing with pressure points and joints and stuff. And he would, he would slowly work his way over time and just like, snap people's limbs or that's that's dramatic he would he would not often snap people's limbs he would he would like submit people by making them feel extremely uncomfortable in their joints he would why why were you googling this so okay i i need to get there um that's that's all that so i grew up loving this guy hoist gracie and seeing him do all this to like didn't matter their background he could beat everybody he was beating everybody um, he was the he was the Michael Jordan of jiu-jitsu. Yes, correct. He was the Michael Jordan of jiu-jitsu and the mixed martial arts world until they started training him everything. So, I have always wanted to learn jiu-jitsu. Is where I'm it was where I'm going with this Tanner. And why I said Gracie Jiu-Jitsu Des Moines is because hopefully I, I I'm looking at possibly in the fall I'm going to start um I'm going to join a local Gracie Jiu-Jitsu gym here in the Des Moines area. That's Hopefully amazing. in the fall. 
So I would, I'm hoping to learn some, it, they say it's, it's the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is like the best thing you can learn for just like basic self-defense stuff. And then it's also a great workout on top of that. So, uh, and there's and, a cool community that's actually formed around it. So, and as we know anything about Des Moines, it is very dangerous and you, <laughs> it's, it's the Gotham city of Iowa of the and Midwest. You've, you've got to be prepared for really whatever. But man, yeah, that's, that's awesome. True. I I look forward to hearing more. Maybe you could teach me some things one day. Mm. Actually, you know what? I don't plan on getting in myself in any kind of trouble. So I am, <laughs> I'm going to keep my current workout routine, which nice. is walking. Very um, good. Yes. Um, Tanner, I had mentioned earlier before I launched into that <laughs> elongated uh, explanation. Um, that I had a similar question. Well, it, it's time. And what did you Google this week? <laughs> Dude, you wouldn't believe it. I actually Googled Gracie Jiu-Jitsu as well. What? Uh, That's yeah, crazy. No. <laughs> Get out of here. I had this quote in my head all week long, and I probably Googled, Googled it six times, but this is why Google exists, because you don't have to remember anything, because Google's just going to be there. Right. Um, and it's. I knew it had to do with... Um, I like why is it that I write mm. um, like it's like I knew it was like I write so that I know what I know uh, but this quote comes from Flannery O'Connor and she says I write because I don't know what I think until I read what I say um, mm. and I think it's it's one of my favorite quotes I'm gonna say it one more time I yeah. write because I don't know what I think until I read what I say mm. um, and I'm gonna throw that into the show notes as well yeah uh, it's just, I don't know, for me, it was, it's one of those things where I, I you know, when you, you read something and this happens while reading scripture as well, but you just connect with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just like, I mean, you just kind of nod your head and you're like, this is exactly, this is it. This is what I, I know to be true. Yeah. Um, but I really love, I love those words and it's true. Oftentimes I find myself writing and then I get to the end, um, or to a stopping point and I'm like, okay, so that's what I believe or that's mm. what I know to be true. Um, yeah. So anyways, I, I like that. And that kind of goes hand like in hand that. with what we were talking about with, with journaling as well and, you know, why we're, you know, we are pro journaling is it kind of helps you think through the things that are deep down inside of you mm-hmm. and allows you to put it on a piece of paper so you can kind of see what it is that you believe. And sometimes it helps you realize the things that you don't believe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what I Googled. Um Taylor, we have a we actually have a question of the week as well. And yes. last episode, we asked the question, or we were asked the question, "What's a song that always mo- makes you emotional?" Well, I put that on my Instagram story, and people sent in a whole ton of songs that gave yeah. them that made them emotional or gave them chills. And so I actually made a Spotify playlist and I'm going to link that in the show notes as well. It's just called, I think chills or songs that give you chills, but it's this whole list of songs sent in from people all around the country. Uh, and I tried to put as many on there as possible, but there were a lot of them. And, um, to be honest, uh, for those who sent in a country song, I just didn't, I did not, I did not put it up. I did not put it on there. Um, just because, <laughs> didn't, I didn't, I don't need that showing up in, um, my Spotify playlist. Anyways, no, that's going to um, jack up my recommendations like crazy. But before we go, uh, 
one final question, and I think next episode we really need to start tallying the number of questions that we ask or just the number of times that we say the word question because it's getting excessive. Uh, But this week's question, question of the week, is why do you create? Mm. So, Taylor, in three sentences Mm -hmm. or less, why do you – I don't know why I said three. You can talk as long as you want. Why why do you create – well, first off, very timely is perfect. Just meshes really well with the whole vibe of the episode. But why do I create? Um, and I am going to keep this short and sweet. I, I promise. <laughs> no, I've already probably talked longer than anyway. Let's not get into it. Um, but why do I create? Um, some of what we were just saying. Uh, I mean, and and things that I, I know I've said before. Uh, but I create uh, first in the hopes to um, bring glory to God with creativity, to reflect um, the, the ultimate creator, the first creator, the original creator. Um, the, the OG of creation. <laughs> correct. And I th- I've, I've heard that that's in the original Hebrew, that that's how you, how you say all that. Um, some would say. Some would say. And uh, so that that's the first hope. But then... So much of what we just said about being able to process through things is absolutely true as well. Uh, it's an incredibly helpful tool for that. Um, and uh, I, I also like to create for, for my wife as well. I've written some, written some love songs that I don't know Ooh. will ever necessarily be released, but written some stuff for her. And uh, so uh, there's, probably, there's probably more, but those are, those are big right there. Those are the big, big three, I would say. Yeah, no, I would, I would agree. I would agree with that. And then I would also add, you know, it is like, um, like I, I can't help but do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I create yeah. because I, <laughs> I just, I don't know what else to do. It helps me, it helps me operate and it helps me continue. Um, but it is also this, it's a way of worship. And uh, there's a lot of things that I do that I, I hope that what I do can inspire someone else to do it better. Um, so that's that's why I create. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, and I have I've written my wife so many love songs, and I'm actually gonna I'm gonna play you one right now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to um, hear that. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> oh, I do. No, we've we've talked about my singing ability. It is Wait. it's a dumpster fire. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Taylor, this this was quite enjoy enjoyable. This was. This was a lot of what's, fun. What's like the worst way that, that you could possibly end a podcast? I'm loving it. There it is. <laughs> there, there it is. Hey man, I'll I'll talk to you later. Yeah man, I'll uh, I'll talk to you also later. I'm loving it. Hey, I forgot to ask you. Are you just happy to be here? Man, always just happy to be here. Just happy to be here. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Just Happy to Be Here podcast. If you have a question or you want to share something that you've Googled recently, send us a message. We love to get messages. It's just it's electronic mail. What could be better? Maybe 
with probably physical mail, but send us some electronic mail. We would love to get some. You can send that to writtentospeak at gmail.com or you can find us online and send us a message there. Make sure you check out the show notes before you go. We've linked a couple of things like that Spotify playlist for all the songs that will give you the chills and put you right in all of the emotions. So check that out. There's some other things in there as well. All right, with that, have a great day and we'll see you. Well, we'll see you when we see you.